always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Oh, it's very funny, Carol. Very funny intro. Really? No. Really? So we're doing. We're, we're now doing Monty Python. Is that right? Is that right? We're all we're all cut to the heart. And what are you, Bernie Vince, having a laugh? Is that, oh, is, oh, is that what you're doing? You know, anyway, very good, very good intro. Well done. Hey, you know that I have never ever been this sad and disappointed, mm-hmm. upset, and um, frustrated with such a great performance that the Melbourne Footy Club has put on, I was left devastated. Yeah. I can't put it into actual words, the emotion that I felt. I, the last five minutes of the game, I was lying on my driveway, <laughs> staring up at the moon, and all I could Howling. do, all I could, I was, you know when your foot's in two camps, mm. so I could hear my husband clapping, mm. like he'd clap a cup and I'm, I think I'll go back up on the deck and I'll, no, uh, two points, oh, no. And I couldn't do it. I watched the last minute and there is so much that we can unravel from that whole game. But that last minute of football, the Melbourne Football Club will never play that bad again. Cannot. Cannot, simply cannot. We're going to talk to an old acquaintance actually about that disappointment and mm. about how you have to resurrect and get back going again and what you have to mm. do and compartmentalise it, which will be really, really interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we'll also, if we can, just sneak a little bit of Tom McDonald's media conference from today as well. That's not something we're going to be able to do all the time, but we'll just take details inside that media conference and what it looks like. And, of course, uh, Simon Says, and Simon Says was going off tap, obviously. Uh, I... We were sitting watching it as if we didn't end up going down the highway. We were sitting watching it as a family. And at one stage when we were 29 points up and I said, you know what, that's it. And Bronwyn said, don't say it. If you say the S word, you don't say the word sealer. Don't say it. And I actually said it and then she blamed me for the whole thing. Well, she, she blamed Bronwyn, me. The bride. it wasn't Coza's fault. Oh. But I tell you what, there were two opportunities in that last quarter for Melbourne to have the sealer mm-hmm. and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can also look back on that ridiculous free kick that Patrick Dangerfield got. You know what? Can we just go straight to Simon Says? Cause... <laughs> well, we can. We All can. Right. Let, let's, do, let's do Simon Says straight away. But there is a lot of analysis I want to put into it, and there's two free kicks, obviously, that we want to talk about. All right, so let's start. Uh, Koza from Danny Jedi. Mm-hmm. Still moody. Reckon this pumps us up for next week. Still moody. It buggers your whole weekend. Oh, it I, absolutely stuffs up your whole I weekend. I was ruined yesterday. I mean, luckily, Jamison, the son, the 12-year-old, had great game of footy and they won by nearly 70 points. It was great and he kicked four goals. And I actually Couldn't. felt fantastic about it. Great. But I needed that to get over Saturday night. Because <laughs> <Does>, uh, <laughs> otherwise um, my weekend was... Seven stages of grief. This is from Ash Galati. Seven stages of grief. Somewhere between acceptance and depression still. <laughs> Completely agree with you. Totally, totally. Um... This is from Johnny Norris at Chuck Norris. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, Simon says, I'm over this club. Here's one from Stephen Perry. Oscar McDonald was very unfairly labelled the whipping boy for Saturday night. Wasn't helped by the lack of pressure up the field. Mm. That is something I I do Mm. believe in the last um, Mm. run of play. The pressure upfield was nowhere to be seen, but he wasn't on the character who eventually kicked the winning Mm. goal. Um, 
yes, they probably should have moved off Oscar off a lot quicker. Mm. I would have. What mm. about you? Uh, Tomahawk tore him apart. Yep. Kicked seven goals. Yep. And had a pivotal final turn mm. that destroyed us. Mm. So, yes, Oscar, that is your opponent. That is how good you got to be, and you've got to be better than what it was. Mm. I thought Frosty did a reasonable job mm. when, when he won. Missed Hibbert, obviously. Clearly missed Hibbert, and obviously Levers out. But Oscar gets moved aside. His anticipation and awareness of where the ball drop is potentially going to be. Oscar does a lot of reaching. There's a lot of reaching around. It's like, it's like he's... 18 inches behind where he needs to be and all of a sudden there's this sort of mad reach around the corner. Whereas Hawkins was standing there, imposing body, yes, bigger and stronger in the system longer than Oscar. Mm. But Oscar needs to be standing right there as well and occupying that space. But he's sort of like, oh, I'm not sure where the ball's going to go. Oh, there it is. And he re- Watch Oscar. He mm. reaches a lot. Yeah. Reaches. Was, wasn't his best night. Um, no, it was not. Here's one from Lior Harrell. Uh, Vince laughing with danger right after the final siren when all the other boys were close to teal, sh- close to tears, should seal his fate at the club. Yeah, saw that one come through. Um, obviously, we've had the Bernie Jordan discussion for a long time now as to whether one of them or both of them can fit into the lineup. I was actually really caught betwixt and between on that because Bernie and Danger have been long-term mates and I think might even be potential business partners, maybe not, maybe it's just Rory Sloan and Danger, but they've known each other a long time. What what I didn't agree with, though, was that it was way too quick after that siren that they were doing it. That's fine. Do that, but do that. In the sheds. Know, in the sheds or in a minute or two. Or, or go know. out for a beer after the yeah, game. Yeah, it was just, On it was field, just it didn't way too quick when I all agree. the rest of us were, were gnashing teeth and yep. smashing TVs and, you know, having, having a fight in the grandstands, which apparently is what you do at Geelong Melbourne games. Disgraceful, those people. Um, no, I was yeah. in child's pose. I wasn't yeah, in any mood yeah. to laugh. And I can't believe people um, like Bernie's come out, Patrick Dangerfield's come out and said, oh, just give it a rest. It's just a game. You know what? For us, yeah. it's more than yeah. a game. That's... It is 100% more than a game. It shouldn't be. I know it should yeah. be. But we put our heart and well, soul for, into this. For them, this. it's a job. Well, it's a job. It's not the emotion of Well, being... Bernie Vince's team didn't do its job right. Correct. Don't exactly start right. laughing five exactly minutes right. after. So Less than five I minutes I understand after. it on both levels, but it wasn't a good look. All right. Red and blue, D's man 31. D's yep. put in a committed effort, but still too little reward for the number of forward entries. Yes, agree with that. Completely. Um, and needed composure. This is from you, actually. Needed more composure. Yes. Should never have gone end to end. The way it did that Should final not that have. final moment. Should not have. It's um it's quite scary how Melbourne lost in that final minute. The fact that Max Gorn had to come off yeah, and nobody right. ran the message out and said, Boys, there's a minute to go, lock it in, lock it in. Do you know, well, look, we'll do a couple more quick Simon Says's because there was some on the Facebook page as well. Jonathan Ryle, Simon Says, if we turn close losses into wins, we will finish near the top. That is very true, Jonathan, but we actually need to do that. We've been unsuccessful in doing that so far. So many times, like six times we've lost under 14 points. Chris Kamane, when will the heartbreak end? I can't can't guarantee you, Chris, that that heartbreak is going to end at the moment. Mm. 
Uh, Mark McGurl, I think it might be, says another game lost at the selection table. Surely Pedo would have been the better matchup. Hawkins no. got off the leash against Oscar. Tyson surely goes to the twos after another subpar performance. What did I say in this podcast two weeks ago, Koza? Yes, you said Dom Tyson. Should never play for Melbourne again. I do remember you saying that, yes. Yeah. Uh, first, one of the actual first messages I got after the loss was that's it for Dom Tyson. Yeah, so Dom Tyson. Uh, Simon says from Steve Perry, we were dominated in the last quarter by Geelong out of the centre, gave poor Oscar no chance against Tom Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not totally sure about that. Um, Phil Kimber says close losses against Port, Geelong twice now, mm. with Max missing and Tui kicking it, and St Kilda's cost us top spot in the ladder, needing to win at least three of the last five to be playing finals. That's a quite an accurate assessment by Phil Kimber. If we had have beaten Geelong both those times, yeah. we yeah. would be in second spot. Correct. And Geelong would be in tenth. Correct. We're yep. currently in seventh only on percentage. Yep. And we're still part of that ruck and maul that goes all the way down to about 10th spot. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. I want to talk about that last minute. And and the 96 seconds, right? Remove the fact that we were leading by 29 points in the last quarter. 29 no, no, I can't, points I can't remember. in the last quarter. Okay. All that aside, the fact that we conceded goal after goal after goal, the moves weren't made to... Uh, stop the work of Tom Hawkins or just to lock it down in the middle or just to possess the ball, just hold on to the ball. I went and looked up the, the word composure in the dictionary. Oh, right? yes, yes. yeah. Tranquil, calm, collected mm. of thought. There right? was nothing saying there was, demon? No, there was no There was no picture. <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> we were not composed. Nah. We gave the ball up. We kicked long to contest. We didn't, we didn't hold possession and go back around the key. We didn't do any of that. And that was even amplified in that last 90 seconds. We didn't have to win the game, right? Jeff no, Garland shot a goal. Jeff Garland shot a goal, went through for a point, right, which handed the pill straight back, back to him. Now, what Jeff Garland needed to do, and I'm not just blaming Jeff, but what someone needed to do even two minutes earlier was kick it back. Go back to the mm. wing. Go round the mm. key. Hold on. Christian Petrarca at one stage had the ball and just booted it straight. Go back. Take your 30 mm. seconds. We well, only needed one of our players to, to do that. To take their 30 seconds. Yeah, Tom, one of our Tom players. McDonald had a chance to just go back, and, but he played on kick. Anyway, you know. Just take the 30 seconds. There was no composure. And I was screaming to say Henderson is going to bomb it long yeah. down the middle. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, the only 18 people that didn't know that were we wearing know. Melbourne jumpers. It was quite clear that was the only option he had. In the end, it was sort of a mongrel punt that didn't penetrate anywhere near as hard as he wanted to. But Mitch Duncan ran harder than any Melbourne player. He was at the fall of the ball at centre-half back and he delivered the ball laces out to Tui and no one ran with him. No one ran with him. All right, a positive-ish one before we get to our old acquaintance because we could go over the torment and the torture. Does Harms do a job this week on Crouch, Laird or Sloan? This he was fantastic. From, this I is really from like, Leary. Yep. Yep, really like. Good question. Are we okay sacrificing a polished ball user in favour of a run-with-roll? Can I take this one? Mm-hmm. James Harms isn't a polished ball user Correct. in my opinion. Yes, no, I would no. more likely love to see him become the Cameron Ling of lockdowns. Yep. Just yep. Harms, this is your yep. man. Yep. 
you shut him down, which is exactly what he did to outstanding. Selwood. Outstanding. Well, then, he went Ablett, Selwood. He had a crack at them all. Danger yep. he was on as well. Yep. Fantastic effort by Holmes. He's physically strong, so he can stand them. He can push them mm. into the contests and do that, which is a really important attribute of a tagger to be able to push the other player out of position, mm. especially at the contest. Now, the other thing he does too is he, he's quick, he's fast, so they can't yep. get away on him. Yep. I really like the, the game he played. Laird has actually been the most damaging for the Crows. Yeah, right. Laird has been really, well, really good. Sloan's he's been, been out Australian a bit injured, form. hasn't he? Yeah, Sloan's been in and out. I wouldn't worry too much about Rory Sloan, but Laird, is, mm. but Laird does rely a lot. He runs a lot off half-back, doesn't necessarily move through oh, the midfield middle. a lot, mm. but he does really set a lot of things up for the Crows. So whether that goes into it. But I was super impressed by Harms. He yeah. actually... I'll get to our votes, but yeah. he did yeah, yeah, no, me for too. the job. Yeah, no, me job. too, so me too, was, me too. I was uh, really, really impressed All right, by, let's, by um, let's get to our old acquaintance, Crozer, because you and I could um, pontificate over how do we deal with such a loss, but I've arranged someone who isn't a Melbourne supporter and not particularly connected to the football club at all, has been in some coaching meetings with Are them. Are they but charging us by the hour for no, psychotherapy? No, no, but <laughs> they know how to deal with intense pressure sporting situations right. and then how to deal with an epic loss. Okay. Do they suggest lying on driveways or not? <laughs> I don't know if they've ever done that. More in a minute. mentioned before our little sojourn into the music there that we have an old acquaintance who isn't really Melbourne related oh, yeah. but I think she's got the capabilities to talk us through how you deal with a tough loss. You mean talk us down off the ledge, is that what, you, <laughs> is that what you're saying? I've invited uh, the Australian Diamonds coach Lisa Alexander Excellent. onto our podcast details, Coza, to talk to us about how the top level of sport and the team gets through such a loss that Melbourne went through. So, hello, Lisa, and welcome to Details. <laughs> I don't know if you're asking me as the expert because I'm still not over it. So. <laughs> well, how long does it take, Lisa? How long? Um, I just think it, it sits with you for a long, for really your whole, I don't know, life, I imagine, because it is oh, particularly, it's, I, I liken it to probably a, a grand final loss for AFL, um, you know, not a week-to-week -week loss. Like, definitely, you know, the Vixens, for example, just experienced quite a close loss on the weekend. But immediately, you know, Simone McInnes, their head coach, is straight into, well, yes, it was disappointing. We will get some, you know, learnings out of that, particularly their performance in the second quarter where they didn't, it was very un-Vixen-like. Um, but we need to get straight back on to preparing for fever because, you know, they've got that ability. What's harder for us as an Australian team is we don't get to compete again uh, until September in the quad series. So that's our opportunity to put ourselves back out there, um, myself as a head coach, but I will have a new coaching staff. So very, things are very different. Um, and I guess what you can't do is you can't wallow in the past, even though jokingly at the start I said, look, I'm still not over it. Mm -hmm. To be perfectly honest with you, in my heart, I am still not over it. However, as a professional coach and a leader of a program, we have to move on. And, you know, we've got new athletes, we're going to have new coaching staff. 
Melbourne have got the same staff and same athletes, but it's really the same message. They've got to move on to their next competition at this stage, and it is going to be, who is it? Sorry, I'm not... Adelaide Crows. We've got Adelaide in Adelaide, Lisa. Well, what a great opportunity to turn it around in one week. That's what you have to do. As a head coach, you've got to sell the idea of possible, um, what's possible, and what a great challenge for us to really dig deep and get down into... You know, making sure that we don't let this happen again. Lisa, how do do supporters do that? Because I'd love to go and run through a brick wall and tackle Rory Sloan and get my aggression out doing that. But how do do we do it? How do supporters do it? Well, I think you've just got to look at um, what I try and do myself is what I would say to other supporters is you've just got to, you know... (laughs) It's not life. <laughs> um, get, get some perspective. Um, yeah. You know, understand that there are, you know, and I think even one of those famous basketball coaches talked about it. Um, you know, there are many people going through really tough stuff around the world where their own homes are in danger. Just think of Syria and the war-torn area. I mean, for goodness sake. Um, it is a game at the end of the day. I know it's life and death and all those things, netball and football, but it, get perspective, understand that it is a game and, you know, a season's a season. It's not the grand final. So, you know, Melbourne is still up and about. Everyone still thinks they're above us on the ladder. So, you know, that's a positive straight away from Melbourne. You're above Hawthorne. And, you know, have a look at the good things about the team. You know, they got really close to being Geelong on their Mm. What is considered to be, you know, it's almost impossible to beat them there apart from the Sydney Swans. So, you know, I think the signs are that it's positive and we've got to stick with those positive signs and then, you know, make that hopefully be a more complete performance next week. What would you as a coach say immediately after the game to these players? Oh, look, one side of you just wants to berate people. Yes. You know, silly things have happened. Um, I know in the Com Games final, there were some really, really dumb mistakes that were made um, and they could have been made by one particular person. I'm not going to go into names. That's but fine. At the end of the day, those sort of things, you just go, what the? Mm. Um, and But that's not the total and end all of, of our whole Com Games campaign and you know as many people have reminded me they were so proud of the way that the team carried themselves immediately after the game that that was actually just as important as you know this the series of games that led up to us you know being able to contest the gold medal final because we don't take that for granted you know we we know we've got to play well throughout the whole week and that semi-final, which is always hard and difficult to get yourself into a final. And then you've got to perform again. So, um, you know, it's it's a matter of, I guess, respecting the occasion, mm-hmm. um, respecting the fans, because, you know, we knew they were really upset and shocked as well. So, you know, they didn't need to see us, you know, completely dissolve into the, the dirt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but to be respectful of the opposition as well, because I, I think those sort of things about sport actually, you know, make, make it different to things like war and stuff like that, which I don't ever like sport being no, likened I, to no, war. I completely um, agree with you. 
Yeah, I just think, you know, they're the opportunities to be humble and in defeat as well as, you know, you should be able to behave the same way, really. You can be excited when you won, but you, you also need to be mindful of the other team as well. And, you know, we remember England beating us, I think it was five years ago in England, three zip, and they really rubbed our noses in it. Well, yeah. I can tell you, we, that we took that as extra motivation for us. So... Winning well is just as important as losing well. So, um, so how, because, do, you know, how do these Ds take that loss and the way it unfolded in the last minute and use that as motivation now for the rest of the year? Well, you, again, I'll say you can't, it can't be too much one way. It can't overbalance the whole, you know, um, balancing act. It, they've still got to work through their training this week, their routines that they've been building on. Um, you know, their sessions, you can't flog them because, you know, you'll end up with a tired team at the end of the week. So you've really got to figure out what is going to be necessary for that group to straight back into positive thinking around what they can do rather than wallowing in what they should have done or shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, I always think that it's important for the team to have a really good physical hit out during that week so that they feel as well prepared for this next challenge as possible and they can put that loss behind them. And that's the great thing about sport. It enables you to do that in a physical sense. So, you know, you don't have to be just in your mind thinking about it. You actually get to go and do something about it during the week. So the old saying, you take it one week at a time, that really comes into play. Yeah, look, at, look, I know it's tough for supporters, and particularly Melbourne supporters who've been starved of success. Um, but I really, you know, from an outsider, I look at Melbourne, I go, well, look, they're up and about. They're in the eight, from, mm. you know, and they haven't always been in the eight and looking kind of dangerous. I think they're looking dangerous. If they get all of their acts together all at once, boy, watch out. Um, and, you know, they've got that great... I guess, unpredictability of youth about them as well, that you don't quite know if you're going to get that performance or you're going to get a rise in performance. And that's always a great thing about sport and having young people in your team. So, you know, I think it's exciting from the outside. I think watch out Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you, Lisa. You have put a smile on my face today. And hopefully the detailers that are listening to this can take out of it that it is a game that we do have next week, that the season isn't over and we can do it all again. That's right. And that's the exciting part about it. You do do it all again. This is my kingdom come. This is my kingdom come. Hey, good Helens. Welcome back. There is a couple of other things I did want to touch on too, and they're not necessarily Melbourne-based issues, but they are issues that the AFL needs to deal with. Mm. Um, one is that protected zone. At one stage, we had 50 metres applied to us when the guy marked it. James Harms is standing, standing next to him. What the hell is he meant to do? I don't know. As the commentator said, can he vanish yeah. into thin air? Yeah, Harry Potter, they call it a turnkey or you... you evaporate or you do something that's what my kid said what the hell was he meant to yeah. actually do and can't, and yet we, there was other situations where we would take a mark and a John player would bump into one no no 50 for that do you know that what that was ridiculous I wondered if this this happened twice if this is a scenario so if 
So Harms did that and then he put his arms up mm. as if to say, oh, I shouldn't be here. I know I'm and, here, but I'm not. And the yeah. umpire went, yeah, you're absolutely right. You shouldn't be yeah, there. Yeah. Here we go, 50. And the other occasion was when um, Max Gorn just um, feather tapped whoever he's, I think it was Guthrie, was yeah, it? Yeah, and then yeah. he went over and the umpire would have yeah. seen Max flat on the ground. Yeah. Didn't need a free kick or anything. They just ran into each other. And the umpire saw Max on the ground and went, Oh yeah, no, you're right. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, you're reactionary sort of. Yeah, I de I definitely think that Harms one was absolutely disgraceful, and the arrogance. And I'm I'm not not a Dangerfield fan, if that makes sense. I don't dislike him, but the arrogance he showed in calling that he would be the ruckman, knowing full well that the Melbourne players didn't hear it. And then after he kicked the goal, he taps his head and he goes, yeah, how smart am I? Yeah, well, oh, stick it up your jumper, Dangerfield. <laughs> you know what? He's being found out to be a cheeky little pee rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, didn't, I didn't think that the tap to the head was necessary at all. And I like Danger and I think he's a great player. But the issue is, and this is the Stephen Hawking could this afternoon mm. say, do you know what? Two guys get to go up, one from each team, doesn't matter who it is. Third man up, you get penalised. Block, you get penalised. This this schoolyard, you've got to nominate the Ratman. Max, you're up. It, who are you up with? Is, oh, Zach and Max, you're up. And it up. slows oh, play down. Get the ball elevated, get it moving, and then we don't have 38 people at the stoppage. Yeah. And Brayshaw was doing the right thing, and Dangerfield knew exactly what he was doing. He had his totally. arms out, and he was barging into Brayshaw. It was really interesting to see Jude Bolton with the tweet too, saying that Jude Bolton wore a helmet in his later part of his career. He goes, goes, you can't hear nothing. <laughs> so, um, and so, in actual fact, had he even nominated, mm. Brayshaw was doing the right thing. And honestly, Danger in the Ruck, yeah, I mean, I it know. was smart play by Dangerfield, no problem. But if it was going to be Tom Hawkins, you'd go, yeah, yeah okay, I understand. Maybe. maybe. Mm. But that was never going to happen, no. the free kick. So that's two two goals, two decisions that directly amounted in goals. Still inexcusable for Melbourne and Petrarca, big long bomb torpedo and Jeffy Garlett not running out of bounds and us not having that word composure at any stage. And I think I've said previously on this podcast, and I want to talk to Jordan Lewis about it, but Alistair Clarkson used to have a formula where if there was a team that mm. kicked more than three goals in a, in a row, row yep. he just stopped everything and he put Mitchell, Lewis, I'm trying, might have been Hodge, into the centre with whoever the ruckman, and they just killed it. Yeah. They killed it for two minutes at a time. Mm. No one won anything. No mm. one went anywhere. Unsociable hawks push and shove. We didn't. It became a torrent, mm. a tsunami, and we couldn't stop it. We could they've not stop to, it. They've got to do it, don't they? We've got through this entire podcast and we haven't mentioned someone who turned 21 on Sunday and had 40 touches yeah. and he will play his 50 50th second game, second game against Adelaide. Yeah. Clayton Oliver. Yeah, unbelievable. Can you imagine him when he's Patrick Dangerfield's age? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah well, if I, I'm I, cracking the shits at how smart Danger mm, is at yeah. this age in his career man oh man we have got an absolute beauty in Clayton Oliver now the other thing too 40 possessions yep. another 40 plus possession going for him but importantly for me the ratio is leveling off a he's little getting bit more kicks in there isn't he 14 to 26 mm. and mm. the ratio is leveling off which which mm. is really really important because he's a good kick he's a penetrating kick he got the opportunity to go up forward that has worked we need to do yep. that more often um, do you want to quickly do votes now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. well, he got my three. Yeah, yeah, clearly, got, clearly got the three. How did you go with two? Oh, 
You know what? Two in because I, I found two hard. Two. One one I gave to Harms. Well, I, I no didn't know if I should give it to Harms. Yeah, yeah, no, great um, job. And one job. or two, like I thought it was a great job, and I did give him two because I have been really critical of him and his disposal in the past, mm-hmm. and I thought that he might, and I mentioned it earlier, he might have found his little calling within the game. Only he, got 12 possessions. Doesn't matter. No, I know, I, I know. Care. What I'm saying is I don't mind that. Yeah. And he still gets a vote from yeah. me. Yeah. 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 I, well, I gave him two because okay. um, uh, big. it was a big stage and he cut down their big players. Mm-hmm. Like if you say, oh, who's DeLong? You mm-hmm. go Dangerfield, Ablett, yep. Selwood. Great, great job. And he went bang, bang, bang. Now, having game. said that, Ablett got 14 possessions in the final turn. So... Harms, yeah. he can't do it all himself no, because at can't. that stage he was on danger for a bit as well. But Ablett got 14 possessions. Now, Ablett is 108 years old, right? And yeah, needed, 34. 34. Needed, needed to be shut down by someone else who was equivalent of James. There was someone needed to sacrifice their game. And that's why picking go. up and putting Dom Tyson back in that team was a huge error at the selection table. Well, someone needed to. Someone He's, needed Dom to. Tyson has never played that role before, and yet he was in the midfield. And okay. it's not up to him. Okay. He's not that type of player. Um, Who'd I, you go to? I actually gave two to Bailey Fridge. Oh, yeah, I'm loving yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, great. really. I think he's my new love child. <laughs> um, carrying the famous 31, obviously. I know, but yep. really like the way he runs, yep. carries, goes. I actually gave two. Look, there was a handful. Uh, Petrarca was in the frame for a while. Yeah. But that long um, torpedo, again, composure, look it up in the dictionary. I've done it. <laughs> we didn't have it. All yeah. he had to do at that stage, yeah. just go back. Just yeah. just milk stuff off the clock. Just go back around the key. Give it to Frosty. Let Frosty have a bit of a run. Then he can turn around and come back the other way. Oh, don't trust no. Frosty. No, no, no. I thought Frosty. <laughs> no, don't no. But, but I thought that was yeah. good. But this long bomb, this panic stuff from Garlet, this, you know, I mean, even the kick out from, from Henderson, we had oh, Vince and Melchum punch the ball away from each other. They're just, and they're two senior players. Yeah, I know. You know, there just wasn't. Wasn't that composure? Well, so. one one for me, I went Brayshaw because I just reckon he yeah, is Gus in is um, yeah. gold ribbon yeah. um, form at the yeah. moment, and I'm just I'm really liking the improvement to his game and the excitement that he brings when he yeah. has the ball, and we know he's going to do something good with it. Absolutely outstanding. No, mm. I thought uh, thought he was really good. So. That is probably a bit of a wrap. Let's have a look to the weekend, though. We've got the Adelaide Crows over there. Over there, now they coming off. They're coming off a big win against Brisbane, yep, yep. who've come off three in a row to have that loss. So um, they'll have Tex Walker back. He didn't play last time. Mm. Jake Lever was our winner last mm. time when we beat them by nine hundred and twelve points in Alice Springs. Well, that was Lever's breakout game. It was. That, that was, was his best game. Yeah. So. We don't have him, and they now have Tex. So okay, they're sitting twelfth. We're sitting seventh. We should just go they, over there. They win. We're on equal points. Yeah. We win. Well, happy days. Oh, yeah, well, semi happy. I mean, really, we should be up there. And you have a look, Richmond, Richmond, West Coast, Collingwood, obviously, are going to be hard to touch. And then you've got Sydney, Port Adelaide on forty-four, Giants on forty-two after the draw. Melbourne, Hawthorne, Geelong, all on 40 points. So we've kept the Cats' hopes alive. Yeah, I we've know. Kept, instead of having I separation, know. we've kept their hopes alive. And then 36, which is not all that far away, is North Melbourne, Essendon mm. and the Adelaide Crows. Mm. Really, really tough road trip, and we've made it tough for ourselves. Yep. And as one of our detailers said, we now need to be winning 
everything on the way home. Yeah. And that match against GWS in round 23, don't, oh, my don't goodness, Don't start mate. me on it. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> mate. Oh, my goodness, I can't. Mate. I can't deal with it. Yeah. But um, hopefully there is a smile on every detailer's face by Friday. We've had some good positive things happen during the week, hopefully, and we can forget about the weekend. But I, I tell you, I am still heartbroken from how that unfolded. And, you know, you were watching a bit of a recap before and I kept telling you, turn it off, turn it <laughs> off, turn it off. I'm not ready, I'm not ready. I could not imagine being a player in the review today, having to sit there and watch that again. Well, one thing I do hope is that Simon Goodwin, and he, he hinted at it in the media conference, he said, we're, we're over admirable losses. Simon Goodwin needs to, at some stage, peel the paint off and say, you know what, St Kilda wasn't good enough, Geelong first time round wasn't good enough, and this, to concede a 29-point advantage to any team in the final term shows that we've got a long way to go before we are going to match it with teams that keep a level head and actually manage to be able to do that. Let's also put it into some relative perspective. This is his second year as senior coach and we are already demanding perfection. No, we're demanding better. No, no one's expecting perfection. I would, I would have to say this Melbourne team is performing better than yes. it ever has yes. in the last since yes. under Neil Danaher. Yes. So yes. he's only two years in. And yep. if you look at, I don't like comparing Melbourne to Richmond. It's unfair. But you look at the struggles that Damien Hardwick had: no, no. ninth, 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 ninth. At least yep. we We're are showing something. Yeah, yeah so no, that's a valid point. That's a valid I'm point. I'm trying to find the positives, and the positive is this is only going to help in the future. And maybe our expectations have actually risen, which is a good thing because now we are actually expecting to be able to uh, to be able to go and do it. So. Yeah. Um, Frost, Smith, Spargo, I thought were all good. Oh, I loved, um, I well. loved little Spargo's yeah, yeah, game. I'm yeah. really happy with him. Yeah. I would have loved him to smack into the back of Zach Tui and cause the <laughs> spill where he could have. He actually could have gone. Oh, so much could have happened, Coza. You know, so much. It could have happened in the first quarter, or it could have. Mm-hmm. Ha- you know, losing Max Horn wasn't good. All right, that's okay. about a wrap. All right, um, spread the love, put it around, detailers, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Flying flag, to Emma for me and for you. Well, it's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Well, every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we send a song. Should all acquaintance be forgotten?